five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're talking about direct marketing today. I know that's rare. But first, Tom Fishburne. Okay, podcast for everyone. This would be a good topic for <laughs> this would be a good topic for our podcast that no one ever listens to. And um, you know, I did identify with this a little bit. I it's easier to produce a, a podcast than it is to get listeners to a podcast, I think. But let's go continue on with Tom and then we'll talk about it a little bit. In 19 in 2019, Tom says, he drew a cartoon poking fun at the explosion of new podcasts. With one podcaster saying to another, <laughs> "Thank you for being a podcast podcast guest on my new podcast about podcasting for the podcasters starting podcasts to podcast to other podcasters All right and uh you know if you've got anything else to do in the world podcasts aren't that you know aren't really that interesting i i usually listen to them when i'm on my lawnmower but in wisconsin that's only about three months a year and <laughs> it's only about once every week or two so my podcast capacity is only like 60 hours or something like that. I, my commute is just over the hill. It was really nippy today, but at least it wasn't snowing. <coughs> Last week, it was in the 90s. It hit 90, I think, a couple times. And uh, so yesterday, we got a couple inches of snow. <laughs> and today, it was nippy. It was a four, 42 degrees. It was a lot nippier than I expected. But, you know, it's brisk out on the uh, out on the motorcycle. But anyway, it's not podcast option. By the time you get it all set up, you know, you'd be you'd be here. Okay, in 2019, Apple claimed 7 700,000 unique podcasts on iTunes. Today, Apple claims 22.5 million with 150 million episodes. And I got to say it's pretty easy. You know, what I do is I after each show, you may know this, I don't know, you maybe don't. Um, after each show, I, I edit lightly the show to take out the dumb stuff. And, uh, if it's a little too long, I maybe cut out some, uh, asides or something that I touched on. Um, and I try to get the podcast down under 20 minutes and I try to do that on the, on the LinkedIn also. YouTube is pretty much as, as done because the editor doesn't work. It's very, very difficult to edit on YouTube. Um, but but anyway, uh, and then I can uh, I can export that edit as an MP3, and then I upload it to uh, WDMA.org, <clears throat> where the whole collection of podcasts is available every day, a little late in the day usually. And, um, <clears throat> and I worked with um, Super Simple Podcasting, and so now I can... Once I upload it to WDMA, then it goes out to um, it goes out to Apple iTunes. I think there's another one from Apple Apple Podcasts or something. There's Google Podcasts and there's Spotify, and it goes every day. Now I don't know if anyone's ever listened to any podcast, so if you listen to podcasts, you might want to look it up. I would guess that this is the only one that's consistently about direct mail and, and direct marketing in the world. So Tom says we should be distinctive. 
this this encouraged me. Half the podcast episodes only attract 32 listeners seven days after publishing them. Okay, so if I can just get 32 listeners, <laughs> I'll be in the top half. <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, uh, like Vinny, half the time he misses the beginning of the show. And uh, wait, I gotta bring up the, I gotta bring up the uh, the comments in case anybody comments, but. It doesn't seem to want to let me click on it, so I can't see the comments right now. But anyway, Vinny, I started late today for Vinny, but he could just subscribe to the podcast, probably would be my first one ever, and uh, and it would, you know, be on his phone every day, and he could listen on his way home or something like that. One of the things I like about Google Podcasts is you can download it and... Um, and you're off to the races. Yeah, for some reason, this, this, uh, my, <laughs> I can't, I can't load any more software. It's mad or even icons or anything. <laughs> so we'll let it go. You know, you got to keep going. You got the show must go on. So only a quarter of podcasts have more than 112 listeners. The top 1% draws 5,000 about 5,000 listeners. So you can be in the top 1% with just 5,000 regular listeners. So let's not, podcast producer Kate Taylor recently observed, let's not forget the vast majority of podcasts are not listened to by very many people anyway. It's all smoke and mirrors when it comes to listenership, but size is not necessarily the main thing. And new podcast launches in 2022 fell by 80%. So you know, I don't know what to say. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but with podcasts, like any communication channel, we can't break through the clutter by adding to it. How many slightly different B2B marketing agency thought leadership podcasts? Yeah, there's a lot of those. Does the world need? You won't get any thought leadership stuff on this podcast. <laughs> because, you know, we're an acronym. That's all there is to it. I think we have to ask, how are we meaningfully unique? Right. Well, if I was on any other topic, <laughs> like how to slaughter pigs or something, I actually watch a YouTube <laughs> channel that you can learn that stuff. Uh, I, you know, and that guy's got a million <laughs> followers. <laughs> so, um, you know, I may get into that pig slaughtering instead of direct mail. Uh and this is that this is that cartoon that he mentioned. Uh, here's we're creating more content than our audience can actually consume for our next blog. Oh, that sounds like a good topic for our next blog posts. <laughs> White paper, infographic, listicle. I don't know what a listicle is. An animated GIF. Okay, here <laughs> this is. If you're not going to do direct mail, this is the next best. We finally found a way to get people to engage with our content. Okay, so, you know, so I have about 600 podcasts on each of those channels, but on YouTube, there's 1.2 thousand videos up there from the marketing topics. <clears throat> okay, now this from Meg Ugenti, I think, um, is the evolution of direct marketing, and and what's scary is she claims to be a millennial who's interested in direct marketing. And that's scary. And since this is the WDMA, 
Direct Marketing Association, right? This may be the, the only and last real direct marketing association left on earth. Uh, as far as I know, there's uh, the Washington DC one is pretty good and they, but they only do nonprofit for the most part. Which there's nothing wrong with, but when Wyndham Hill Records asked me if I could help them with their catalog, I said, they said, and we don't have to make a profit because we sell mostly through retail. And I said, well, if you're not going to make a profit, then I don't want to work with you. <laughs> and they said, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. Um, and uh, so they called back about a month later. I actually gave them other consultants they could talk to, which I'm happy to do. Um but they called back and they said, well, we want to work with you because you think we can make a profit. And it turned out we were able to, in about six months, generate 600,000 leads and uh, get a 15% response rate for, uh, for 90,000 new customers. And it just, you know, it just rocketed their sales and profits. So they sold out to BMG. But the point is, Nonprofit is a little different, and usually if you aim for nonprofit, you will achieve losses. You know, even if you aim for profit, you might be of nonprofit. Anyway, uh, the evolution of direct marketing. So this is by Meg, and she says direct marketing, and you know, this is always the start off as the death of direct marketing, a marketing term that some have characterized as tired or outdated like the host of this podcast, <laughs> is having its moment in the sun again. And I'm just waiting for the phone to stop ringing. I, I had to take it off the hook just to, no, I didn't. <laughs> Call me if you want to hear about direct marketing or join uh, WDMA slash join, J-O-I-N, and you can get right there and support our efforts. Uh, have you spoken to a Gen Z or millennial marketer like me? See, there you go. In the last five years, about direct marketing and heard an audible sigh, like, uh. I would suggest bringing the topic again up again and seeing what kind of response you get around this time. So, Meg, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's talk about direct marketing. Um, but I am the old, <laughs> I'm the old guy. And uh, it's true that direct mail is still viable. Oh, and many people only think of physical mailers when they hear direct marketing. Uh, but I have a wonderful case study that we're not going to talk about now. But if you if you went over to YouTube, I think, and, and searched on the channel, there's a separate search that you can search inside the channel. Um, or just ask me. I'll get you that case study. It's, uh, it's about how we leveraged direct marketing techniques, first in mail, and then rolled them out. To digital and and uh, a company went from 50 million to 100 million in three years retailer and um, and now they're public went public so anyway the roots of direct marketing uh, Meg refers to Sears and Roebuck and of course one of my more recent catalog clients is older than Sears and Roebuck and we did advanced machine learning AI with them and uh, found out some stuff. Uh, anyway, the idea is that there's a way to reach consumers directly in their homes 
That idea was a game-changing technique born in the 19th century. True. Okay. And from 2018 to 2021, there were a lot of articles published on how direct mail is not dead. And I'm going to post this one I'd never seen before. We made me use it, but it's almost 20 minutes. It's one of the best overall summaries by Neil Patel um, that I've ever seen. It, it just touches on a lot of stuff. Response by media, ROI, and it just it grabs all kinds of information. So I'm not sure I'm not sure how to summarize an eight, a 20 minute article. Maybe we'll just work our way through it. But it's just uh, literally amazing. So it looks like I have to do some touch up with it. Um, he talks about every door direct, so that you can go uh, you can do you can do uh, carrier route. It's not just zip codes, it's carrier routes. And you can zoom in on the map and you can decide where you want to go. Direct mail is trackable. <laughs> not only do we know who who ordered and where they, their order came from, because we know the household we mailed it to and we know where they want to ship the merchandise, not only is it trackable on the buyers, but, and here's the part that Meg leaves out, it's also trackable because we know who didn't respond. We know, but we know that they got it because we know who we mailed and the post office has almost 100% delivery. We know that it didn't just get to somebody in the household, but it got to a decision maker. And we know they engaged with it. And we know that they made a decision. And they decided not to buy. But, you know, when they, when they train AI for self-driving cars, they, you know, they give you a picture, where are the stoplights? But they're also finding out where there aren't stoplights. Here's all the things that don't look like they have a stoplight in them by a human. And that's how they get a labeled data set, it's called. Well, direct mail has baked into it a labeled data set. So it gives you both sides. Who responded, but who engaged and didn't respond. And no other medium can give you that. But that's part of the idea of direct marketing. So we get over to direct direct marketing. You can have trigger events and you can have digital and that's true. But direct marketing has evolved even further with businesses using a variety of digital channels to reach consumers. But what medium you use really is not re relevant to direct marketing. What re direct marketing is about, wait, let's get one of those old dusty experts. Can we get somebody in here that that really has some experience in this direct marketing? Well, you happen to be listening to the guy who helped write the seminal definition of direct marketing in the academic world. Now, we had Bob Stone and Pete Hoke's definition. Pete Hoke almost looked like he was going to punch me in the nose the first time we met because he read my article laughing at the direct marketing definition. But I got to know Bob Stone. I was in the certification class at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and Bob and I got to be fairly close friends, and I would stop and visit him at his home uh, north of Chicago on my way home when I had meetings in Chicago, and I said to him, Bob, how is it that you left testing out of the definition of direct marketing? The direct marketing definition basically says you, you created a measurable response. And I, I laughed and said, measurable? You mean we could measure, but we don't? And I said to Bob, how is it that you 
left testing out of this thing. And he said, well, we couldn't imagine that somebody could measure and didn't. And we couldn't imagine that somebody who was measuring wouldn't be testing because that's the whole point. I said, I know that's the whole point. You left it out. He said, I guess we were just too close to it, John. And you're right. So anyway, not only is, uh, and I will post the conceptual definition of direct marketing for you. It was written in 1992. It took us almost five years because it was so different than the little direct marketing magazine definition that these guys had worked so hard on. Um, but we do have case studies and all that. But if you wanted to boil it down, direct marketing is testing. It's field valid scientific experimentation put into a heuristic system. So it's not just test this, test this, test this. Uh, it, it's certainly not change your, change your media, do something, compare it to what you did last time. That's not, that's not field valid experimentation. So there's, a, there's an element of elevation that's required. And then you have a system so that no matter what you do, whether it's a winner or a loser, you learn from it, which makes direct marketers the most powerful marketers in the world. And if you'd like to know more, give me a call. Phone number's down below. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. And I'll get you both the Neil Patel article and the conceptual definition of direct marketing right there by John Miglosh and Connie Bauer. Have a great day.